computer. Yay, Nate Kennedy, how are you this evening? Oh, Grant, I'm great. How are you, Sue? How's lovely Galway? <laughs> it was gorgeous today. I must say, I'm just loving that summer vibe. <laughs> Shorts and t-shirts out, it just feels fabulous. And you, how's it in Dublin, in the big smoke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Oh, I got outside today, got my uh, daily dose of vitamin D and feeling much better for it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, good. So it's nice to get a bit dressed up. I even did my hair for you this evening. Haven't done that for ooh, a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how are you managing, first of all, with your, um, your um, injury? For anybody who doesn't know, Nate Kennedy is a health and wellness coach. She lives in Dublin. She's also a Pilates and yoga instructor and yeah, life coach. But unfortunately, she has torn her Achilles tendon and is in recovery. You're doing all right with that? I'm doing grand. I'm doing grand. Yeah, I'm still keeping fit, which is the main thing, um, because yes, I really yeah. don't want to let my fitness, because it's going to obviously impede my recovery and getting back to my usual uh, level of fitness. So that's what myself and Sue, I guess, are going to talk to you tonight about, is about uh, yeah. making time for yourself, looking after yourself and making yourself a big, big priority. So at this moment, I really have to make myself a priority and healing is a huge priority. Yeah, yeah. So okay, That's true. But it doesn't stop you. You're still doing your yoga, aren't you? I am managing some seated chair yoga and I'm managing, I'm managing a lot of um, sort of arms, abs and bum, like bums and tums. And I'm managing a lot of uh, boot campy kind of stuff, uh, working on my upper body strength, my core strength. And I'm, and I'm really focusing on, I'll tell you what I'm really focused on is my breathing mechanism because the more oxygen I can get into my body, the more I'm going to heal, you know, the quicker it's going to yeah. be. And, and also as well, it's keeping me mentally uh, focused as well, you know, so um Great. You know, I just, I just don't want to get down the dumps. There's enough going on and then to throw an injury in on top of it. Um, it could be an absolute recipe for disaster, but I'm um, not, that's not going to happen. Learned, you, know, you know, all the right things to do and it's a choice then you got to make. Okay. So well done to you for that. Yeah. Well, I think it's a really big choice for everybody at the moment. Yeah. I mean, you can sit and be the victim or you can uh, do something within our limited capacities. I mean, we still have actually an awful lot of freedom um relatively speaking you know when you're not in prison uh you can still get outside there's still things you can do there's plenty online so you know fine i have lockdown and um a great big boot i'll show you my, my lovely boot <laughs> <laughs> my space age boot but yeah. um but 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 that's it life is full of choices and and we're always going to be faced with crossroads so I'm, I'm obviously at a crossroad and this is the way I've chosen to go. I'm going to remain positive. I'm going to remain fit um, and I'm going to get outside every day. And I also have the choice to be uh, afraid of going in and out of hospitals for checkups, or I have the choice to see it as, um, you know, an opportunity to get really low VIP treatment every time I go into the hospitals because there's, there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah. You feel special. Very good. So can you tell me then, um, your, where your journey started, because you're obviously, you're, you're, um, you're very fit, you're very healthy, but you made that choice very early on in your life. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about, you know, you obviously, you made that choice and tell us about your journey and what it has done for you to start. 
So growing up, uh, we were very outdoorsy kids because back in those days, you were sent outside for the day and you didn't come home till you were hungry. So luckily enough, uh, we grew up on a farm and we had loads of space to run around. So we were always outdoors and we were always trudging around the fields and, and, and our field was quite steep. So without knowing it, we were always up and down the hill. So very cardiovascular fitness. Mm. And as well as that, we, you know what? We weren't let sit down at home like we really weren't. You know, my, my dad would literally, you know, if he saw you sitting down, like you would be berated for it. So that has always stuck with me, sometimes to my own detriment that I find it quite hard to take a, a break, like a relaxation break, um, because that voice is always there in the back of your head, like get up, get up, get out, get out. Mm. But, but for the most part, for 99.9% .9 of it, I'm very thankful for that um, belief that he instilled in us because it has really encouraged me to get up, to get outside. I, I love being outside. I, there's not a chance I could ever work in an office and over the years fitness has taken uh, highs and lows so obviously during my 20s other things got in the way such as drink partying hard <laughs> I was up to all sorts I was living in the UK and, and I literally enjoyed the 90s and uh, exercise very much took a back burner um, booze was the most important thing in my life at that time and just working and partying and but but you know what I did always go to the gym even if it was even if it was just once a week like there was always that um back knowledge that I that I needed to keep fit and, and I would cycle to work and stuff I would cycle to the pub but you know. <laughs> but then um then after years of being abroad I moved back to Ireland and and I didn't know anybody and that was a real problem because I had left it sort of uh 18, 19 and come back at almost 30. So there's this huge difference in me. And um, and actually I was talking to a guy one day and he said, oh, there's a cycling club that's quite local to you. You might want to join it if you like cycling. And that really was the best thing I ever did because not only did I not know anybody, I actually had never really been anywhere in Ireland. Mm -hmm. So I bought a bike, joined the club and that was that. I mean, we had weekends away, new friends, um, I've since been cycling all over the world. And then I actually incorporated cycling as a very big part of my business. So something that I love and something that I enjoy just naturally became something that I would, that I would do because I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. And tell me, did you, um, did you enjoy cycling before joining that club? Or was that just something you said, oh, well, whatever, I'll give it a go and see, see how it works for me? Oh, I, I always had a bike. We always had a bike at home. And then I used to cycle up and down to school. And yeah. then, like I said, when I lived in the UK, I always kind of had a bike and I would cycle to work yeah. and stuff. So it kind of was always there. And it, and it was something that I always found gave me an awful lot of freedom as well, because we, we grew up on a farm and at that time there was no buses nearby. So without having to depend on lifts, I was able to cycle here, there and everywhere. And, and it just gave me independence. So that's how I've always... Yeah been my cycling yeah I, I yeah I agree so do you do you think that um for somebody who's starting off or is finding themselves a bit stuck because we know you with your life coaching and me with my mindful mindfulness mentoring we know that we we get stuck on autopilot and we get we we get stuck with that repetitive um self-talk and procrastination and sometimes we can find ourselves stuck in a rut um, do you find, which I know for me was the case with my running, finding that um, tribe, finding that group of people who you can um, 
grow on that journey with and enjoy that exercise find something that you enjoy plus you're accountable to them um and you through that you so you're also committed um i found with my running that was key that was key to continuing and growing in that area because to go and exercise on your own can be quite a, a, a trudge for some people um, it can also give you great space, but do you find that that was key to continuing? It, it certainly was at the start because like that, um, I wouldn't have known routes. I wouldn't have known places to cycle to. Um, but yeah, knowing that there was a little gang waiting to meet me, I said I would be there. So, you know, there was no turning over in the bed. There was no, oh, it's raining. I can't be bothered. You know, you would go. And, and I do find as well, because I'm prepared now to go out and rain, sleet or snow, obviously you get more resilience and and you know it's not the end of the world like you know you're going to come home you're going to have a hot shower you're going to curl up on the couch afterwards and you're going to feel great about yourself you know it's too easy to just quit before you start and I think that's a big big problem with, with most people is that they they don't know where to start so they quit before they start and they are it's always on the long finger you know tomorrow 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 how would you tell somebody or guide them? I'm just going to lift up this one dog who's barking. Sorry. How would you how would you guide somebody then if they're in that and they just don't know where or how to start? What what would you what would you say? So you know what? Today I was coming home. I went out. Um, I have this uh, scooter because obviously I have a, a a leg issue at the moment. But I was coming back from my scoot today. And I bumped into a lady that I know and we had, we had a, a social distance chat and she said that uh, she can't get to exercise now because the kids and she can't get a minute to herself and this, 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 and this, and this. And I'm very conscious and very aware of the fact that I don't have those kind of responsibilities. I'm yes. single and I'm childless. So, you know, for me to go and tell somebody, just make time for yourself, that's mm. a little bit preachy and it's not really fair. But what I would say to somebody, now in fairness, she was taking the kids out for a walk. And so she was going to get her exercise and bring in the kids with her. And I would say, you've got to find something that A, you enjoy, something that you can realistically do. So like that, she can go for a walk. You know what, she, as an example for this lady, she could have added in some ankle weight to that. And you know what, when she gets to the park, I, I, would, I was about to say jumping jacks, but don't do that. That's how I got injured. <laughs> but, um, but you know, you could make an obstacle course with the kids where you get to run around after them for a little bit. So incorporating fun is, is key. And at the moment, if you are stuck, you know, there's, there is um, things out of our control at the moment. You know, there is, there is no childcare, there is no school. So you're going to have to bring the family into it. If you can't get time on your own, you're going to have to bring the rest of the household into your fun time. And, and then what happens is hopefully in time when kids do get back to school and life, you're in the habit and you're in the routine. And I think that's the thing is most people in life, they're, they're always waiting for the right time. And when the kids are older, when they're in school, when they're there, no, there is no, there is no good time for anything. There really isn't. You know, people keep saying to me, oh, it's a great time to be injured. <laughs> no, it's not. There's I no even said that to you. <laughs> I, I have an injury, but no, it's not a great time. You know, I didn't schedule, you know, this would be the perfect time to get injured. It's not, there is no, the same way. There's no, there's no good time to wait, you know, just suck it up, get on with it, find a way. And that's 
really what I've had to do over my life as well is just find ways, you know, you might come across when you're driving a diversion. Okay. What do you do? You find another way. You come to the road, the road is closed. You find another way. You, you have to adapt to the situation. And that's really what we're being forced to do now at the moment. So I also know some other people who are quite happy to sit in the garden drinking beer all day. And that is in fact their choice. And that's entirely up to them. But I know other people like us who are adaptable. And I know within my two kilometers of my home, that gives me a 12 kilometer circumference. Okay, So even though people are saying you can only go two kilometers from your home, within 12 kilometers, you can be two kilometers of your home. So that's an adaptation. So you can go out, back, up, around, figures of eight, and you could get a fairly decent walk or run in without crossing the same path over and over. Exactly. Because I'm also getting some great runs in. Two Ks that way, two Ks back, two Ks another direction. There's, it's, people can, with the negativity bias, the way we tend to, as humans, gravitate to what we can't do. Yeah. Uh, rather than let's look there's always a way you know there's always a way and as you had spoken there about um kids like my sister now um she's also lucky to live in the country and she has younger kids under six uh, four kids under six and they create their circuit outside and equally i have teenagers which can be harder to motivate but what i have said is um one of them doesn't want to get involved. I said, right, well, you create the circuit and I'll do it. And the other one can choose the music. And the thing is, by doing so, you, um, when they see you having fun doing it, they want to join in a little bit. And you're also being a good role model. Plus, you're having fun yourself. Um, so whether the kids are younger or older, there is a way to do it. There is a way. And um, yeah, so stop to stop looking for excuses and to make that conscious choice because the healthier you are and fitter you are, the happier you're going to be, the more energy you will have, the better you will sleep. I find it also curbs my, um, let's say unhealthy lifestyle. I don't, when I, in South Africa, I used to run races every weekend. There aren't as many races here every weekend. However, when I'm running, I then don't drink alcohol because I'm committed to running because I know how good it makes me feel. And I, I remember when I've run a race, those great feel good endorphins can last for like up to a week. It's incredible. It's like this natural high. You also get that from cycling, right? You get it from every single exercise. So, you know, Ooh. whenever we set ourselves a goal, um, it, it's, it's actually really important to goal set. So even if your goal is just to get out for a 30 minute walk or even a 10 minute walk, when you complete that goal, you release dopamine into your body and dopamine is your motivation hormone. And every time you achieve a goal, you get more and more of this dopamine. And what dopamine does is it encourages you then to set yourself another goal and another goal. You're also obviously getting serotonin. You're getting um, all of your endorphins, all natural highs. Mm. Obviously you're outside, you're getting daylight. And even if, if, even if just say the weather was to suddenly turn terrible, um, just you know even just exercising with a window open you're getting fresh air you're, you're you know you're getting natural um i'm all about natural immunity which is a, a huge bone of contention at the moment because i i'm a firm believer in going outside at the moment and keeping your natural immunity and other people are obviously saying no you got to stay in don't touch anything and but that's another conversation yeah. but 
But what I would say is just every time you exercise, every time you set yourself a goal, you are producing really good motivational hormones in your body. And that's what's going to encourage you to keep going and to create more and more goals. And that's why like a couch to 5k is so successful mm. because you have goalposts all along the way. Wow. You made it to one kilometer. Go you. Wow. I made it to two. Yes. So making those goals achievable give you such a natural high and you can monitor your progress, which again, really builds us up the same way you do with a child. Wow. You read a full page today. Wow. You reached the end of the alphabet. We need, we need encouragement as well. And we need motivation just as much, but we have to self-motivate now our adults because, you know, I'm going to ring you up and go, wow, go you, you ran a K today. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen, unfortunately. So this is maybe as an adult, what people really are running into problems with is the self-motivating problems. And like that now, okay, we can find all the excuses in the world, but we can also find time to motivate ourselves. I think, I think there's probably people shouting at us now, but <laughs> I think, I you think know, that. a few days ago, in fact, last weekend, I joined a virtual uh, group. There's runners and walkers and it's, um, then it's called, um, I'll get the name for it and I'll put it in the link. But you know what? It's been the most amazing motivation for me. It's, you do, it's up to you, of course, but 10,000 steps in a day. So I have used that to try and you post your times every evening. So even though you're, you're not against anybody anyway, ever, you're just only ever challenging yourself, it has motivated me beyond belief this week. It's incredible. So there are so many virtual groups out there that you can make yourself accountable and um, motivation to come from the group. If you are struggling, find the groups. They are there. It's they incredible. Absolutely yeah. Are. yeah, yeah. They really yeah. are. And you know, like that, I mean, I'm trying to exercise at the same time every morning and I video stream it free to some of my ladies that normally come to my classes. Um, because I'm injured at the moment, it's just kind of workouts that, that I can do. But you know what? We're all there at 10 a.m. And, and again, it's, it's like that thing of being accountable. You know, yeah. I'm watching who's there. They're watching me. I have to get out of the bed. You know, I have to put on my best face. And, and you know, this morning, i got to be honest with you, I was really tired this morning. And I was like, oh, God, I really don't want to do this. And But you know what? As soon as I pressed play on the camera, I was like, ta-da, I, I just automatically came to life. Yeah. And, and, and I had sort of said in my head, oh, look, I'll just do half an hour. But actually, it, it turned into a good 40 minute and a, and a hard 40 minute, like not just a faffy 40 minutes, like a, a proper decent 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, geez, my arms feel good after that. <laughs> it would never be a faffy 40 minutes with you. <laughs> that I know. Yeah, that's it. Because we often went, especially, I find, first thing in the morning, you've got to be so aware of your self-talk. Hey? And, um, and also what I really learned over the years, Nate, is that um, action precedes motivation. I often waited to feel motivated before doing anything. And I kind of joined a running club in South Africa by accident through a friend. And it became the most um, powerfully transformative thing I've ever done, that it's the best thing I ever found. And I'm so grateful for it. But, but it's through taking those steps of action, even if it is your few hundred steps in a day to start with or whatever it is by doing so as you said those happy endorphins 
will motivate you to take that next step. So what I would say is don't wait to feel motivated and don't, and be very mindful of that self-talk, hey? Can often sabotage you. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of the lady's name. Uh, I, I, I can't think of it, but she, she always talks about this five second gap. You might know who it is. She, she's quite uh, funny, you know, she, she's, you know, she's on YouTube and she'd be swearing away and stuff. Oh. But, but I love her in that she's, she just gets to the point. But she says, you know, in the morning, you literally have, you know, approximately five seconds before your head realizes you're awake and starts the rattling. Yes. So, you know, she says within that five seconds, you have got to throw back the covers and get out of the bed. Because if yeah. you don't, that's when the snoo, because when you think about it, you lie there and you go, oh. And then you roll over and then you hit the snooze button. But that was your window. That was the window to get up, to get out, to get at it. Now, she, she's obviously a lot stronger person than I am because I haven't managed that yet. I usually have about two snooze buttons. Yeah. But in my defense, I set the alarm clock early to allow for those two snoozes. So I like to bring myself around a little more gradually uh, than, than the whole sort of cold shower treatment. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, um, I've, I've tried that. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she's a bit like... Uh, yeah. You know, that'd be the sort of thing when, when we were growing up, my dad would just come in and to wake you up, he'd just pull the covers off you. And like, <laughs> like oh my God, how cruel is that? It's different but, when uh, it's your own choice to do it, right? If somebody yeah. was to turn that cold shower on me, it, you know, it's, it's a totally different story than if I choose to switch that water to cold. But I must say, I've done that part of, um, uh, you know, self-development um, because, and it does make you feel tougher. And it makes you feel more resilient and stronger. And it's like, yeah, I can do this, you know? So it does build that. Um, what I would, also what works for me. So if we're trying to help people find ways of getting out of a rut and getting into schedule, you can tell me what works for you. For me, it's the self-talk in the morning. It's putting on, I know if I don't put on that running gear or gym gear in the morning, it's so less likely to happen in the day because I'm not dressed you know for it i guess it's like if you're working from home and you lounge around in your pajamas half the morning you're not going to feel as motivated to do it to do the work right so dress for how you want to what you want to achieve and just leave those clothes out so that they're it's going to be automatically what you put on so you're more likely to do it um there are two things definitely for me so it's doing it without thinking um making it um, a daily ritual, you know, as you said, make it a routine. Um, anything else that you would put in there? Um, no, I definitely, yeah, absolutely dress for how, how you want to be. I mean, the same way if you were going to an interview, you're, you know, you've got to look the part. And yeah, so for me, and actually, I, I know at the moment we don't have much choice, but having nice workout gear um, actually mm. does make all the difference. There's a couple of I have a couple of pairs of leggings that I hate now and I don't even know why I still have them, but I know when I put them on, I don't look half as good as I do in my other ones, the ones that I prefer to work out in. And, you know, also for, for me, I know why I work out, which is, you know, okay. And you can sort of say, oh yeah, well, obviously I want to look good. I want to fit into a size, whatever. Um, but for me, working out is, is far more important for my mental health um, because I can be very, very hard on myself. So for me, when I work out and then I go look in the mirror and when I'm sort of, you know, I can feel proud of myself. A, I can look in the mirror and go, oh, like that looks good. 
and I try not to be too critical of the rest that maybe I'm not so happy with. But I can you hear me? You've frozen. So can oh, there we, you are. Are you, you know, I back? set myself a goal. Yeah, I've lost you there. Either oh, yeah, now you're uh, there. Did you did okay. you catch what I said? No, I missed a bit. You were frozen in time. So you had okay. said when you set yourself a goal. Yeah, so so that's the other thing is that I can be proud of myself then that I set myself a goal. Um and again, I personally would have a real problem with I'm never going to turn into a slob because I don't want to be a slob. And and you know, that's what I view as a slob is is personal to me. It's just, you know, I want to be fit, I want to be active, I want to look good in my clothes, but I also want to be proud of myself that um you know, I unfortunately I have a lot of scars on my body just from over the years from different surgeries. So they're out of my control. And again, like that, I can really home in on them and go, oh, they're ugly. Or I can be really happy in my body and go, well, actually, okay, I might have a scar here, but my bum looks pretty good today. So for me, I, I try to take the emphasis off the bits that I really can't change. Like I, there's, I cannot get rid of these scars. They're never going to go. The same way if you had two knobbly knees and you didn't like your knees, then, you know, why not get really nice arms, you know, and bring the attention you know, and that's what we do with hair and makeup. You know, we put on lipstick to bring the attention to our lips. So, you know, do the same with your body parts. Yeah. Work on the bits that you're not so fond on, but highlight the other bits that, that you can change and that you can, you know, do something nice about. Yeah, totally. And I also find that when you're keeping fit and healthy, it makes you happy inside. So you're, you're much more self-accepting of yourself. I have learned to absolutely accept myself so much more um, now, and I'm very happy with the person that I am, despite what I would have seen as faults before. Um, it's just not what I focus on because I'm the um, living healthy has made me so happy that um, all those little faults or what we see as imperfections, they're actually so insignificant when you um, feel happy and healthy in who you are, which, you know, exercise gives you, I feel. Oh, absolutely. And you know what, you're no use to anybody else. If you're not feeling good in yourself, you forget it, you're a write-off. And you know, your, your children, your family members, relationships, they all pick up on that, that energy. Um, you know, so obviously by feeling good, you're gonna create a lot of happy hormones in yourself. And like you said, self-pride, self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-love, self-worth, they're all interlinked. And, and you know, I was very lucky that exercise has always been a habit in my life. Um, I can't imagine trying to pick up now, you know, late forties, suddenly, you know, having four stone to lose and suddenly trying to become fit. But you know what, people do it because you only have to look at Operation Transformation. There's TV shows out there, uh, The Biggest Loser. So, you know, you can do it at any age really you can and you know small steps lead to big rewards yeah it's a yeah i think for anybody you know it's it's like seeing my life i i'm important and i matter and i love myself enough that how do how who do i want to be and then making that conscious choice to make it happen because life is short and who ask yourself who do you want to be and how do you want to be in the world and get the support you need to make that happen, you know? Oh, uh, completely, yeah. yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. Like you are responsible for your life and we all have choices. And you know what? If you're looking for somebody to come along and save you, forget it. They're not coming. Okay. They are not coming. The only person that can save yourself is you. So we can give you tools, help. You know, I can put on a class every week. You can come up, but you, I can't get you into the class. You know, you have physically have to drive to the class. You have to get up there. You have to get into the class yourself. Mm. So all these tools are out there, but ultimately you've got to take responsibility and accountability for yourself, which is a huge importance. And, you know, I'm, I, I think we have been sort of in society a little bit handheld to almost, or that um, other people, you know, uh, somebody should do this for me. You know, somebody should, mm. um, I, I don't want to give any examples and offend anybody, but, but we all know, you know, it, it's, we just want to be a little bit mollycoddled and that's not how life is. You've got to be responsible for yourself and ultimately have the self love and, and self pride and self worth that you know that you matter, you know, on an airplane, they'll tell you, put your oxygen mask on yourself first. Don't worry about anyone else. Look after you. And that's the only time and place in the world. I think you're ever going to hear that unless you can say it to yourself, you know, I matter. My health is important. I want to see my kids grow up. I want to be able to be, you know, cycling in my 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, why shouldn't I? You know, you can. There's plenty of people doing it. Of course. Plenty of people. The oldest yoga teacher in the world, she only died there very recently. She was 101. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah. I know. I remember in South Africa and even here when I ran one or two races. She's amazing. Oh, no, yeah. you're going to get your back. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. We broke up there a little. Um, yeah, when I would see people and you'd have your age um, badge on, over 70 years old and they're overtaking you and they're just, their spirit and their energy is so incredible that it's actually, it's incredible, but it's a choice and they're just making conscious decisions and it's so worth it because life is too precious and too short and it's about i feel if it sometimes feel like it's a too big thing like you said the couch to 5k is an amazing thing and set yourself small goals and celebrate those small wins that don't look at the end goal but just take those little steps and find a buddy or a group to do it with one it's more enjoyable blare the music if you want or what I sometimes I love to play the music when I go run. Other times I just love to run and have silence because that gives you the headspace and it's a great time for um, you know self-discovery. You really get to know yourself. And through doing these challenges, you get to really hear yourself talk. Are you um, boosting yourself forward and encouraging yourself? Or are you criticizing yourself? And if you find you're criticizing yourself, that's another thing for if you start this exercise and you think, oh, I, I'm no good at this or I can't do this. Well, you're criticizing yourself and nobody thrives through criticism. So rather change your self-talk to say, I am doing so well. I have taken the first steps. I am doing this. Imagine where I'm gonna be in three months time and boost yourself. And through boosting yourself, you will gain more confidence and motivation. So be very wary of, again, I come back to that self-talk. Don't put yourself down because you're not already there because you will be get there if you want to get there. Absolutely. And I think that's something I was always very lucky with sport and fitness is that I, I actually never doubted myself, you know, yeah. and, and I don't really know where that came from. But 
on days um like yourself i've done some marathons and and on the days i'd be out training like doing my 20 milers and when the fatigue would be setting in um it was a tony robbins uh thing that i used to do and i would literally just round and i would just repeat out loud if i had to just say all i need is within me now all i need is within me now all I, and it was very general but it was very positive and also it was very repetition my mind occupied so even just having a mantra like that i mean it literally was all i need is within me now you know and and i would when i was really struggling i would just be all i need is within me all i need is and and it would honestly you would just get this lease of life and like a second wind and it would just bring you on to the next step so yeah find your own mantra find your headspace um i love to this bad day i'll put on the rocky balboa music you know yeah. Yeah. love him yeah and, and, and that really pumps me up as well i just i love it because he came from nowhere to there so you know if you can just think about people perhaps who have done couch to 5k as well you can use them as an inspiration the people on operation mm -hmm. transformation yeah. um you know have a look at other people that because it's mm -hmm. you know it's not something new no you exactly know? you just it's like not. you said you just have to make that choice and yeah. i know that when you do start i know for me when i when i keep up my running um then my eating is better i'm much more conscious of what i eat and as i said i don't um I haven't had alcohol for a while, so I don't, you know, I'm much more wary because it's it's got that ripple effect, right? On your whole lifestyle, which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I must admit, I don't drink anymore either. I gave up uh, three and a half years ago and it was just, Fabulous. yeah, it just, you know what? It just wasn't suit me and it was really getting in the way of my fitness. I, I want to be able to get up and cycle with a clear head. I don't want to be feeling gammy on the bike. I want to feel really good. Yeah. And, and, you know, funnily enough, since I quit the drink as well, um, there's, you know, before you might get mood swings or, you know, mm. beer blues or any of that kind of stuff, you know, they're all gone. They just, they don't exist anymore. And you're not dealing with uh, highs and lows either. So, you know, now that was my own personal choice to get rid of drink, but do have a look and see if there's an external force that's, you know, messing with your moods. You know, on the days I was sort of having a down day, it, it, like drink was really getting me down and I couldn't control that self-thought, that self-talk on those days. It just, it, I couldn't, it wouldn't matter. If I got a chisel and chiseled something into my head, it, it wouldn't stick. So, um, so, you know, ditching maybe something external um, might help as well. But what I would say is that first and foremost is make a commitment to yourself and, and know that you're, a, you deserve this, and I think that might be a problem. Some people don't feel that they deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you are a priority. Yes, you have, you know, maybe you have a family and a husband. Yes, they are a priority in your life, but, but you're number one. You're no good to them if you're sick, obese, going in, having heart attacks. What use are you to anybody? What use are you to somebody dead? Okay, what use are you to yourself if you don't love yourself? So, you know, and, and you know, children learn they're sponges so the first seven years of their life they are watching and learning and learning and they hear the self-talk that you're saying to yourself they they see it they hear it actions speak louder than words so be very very aware of how you're speaking to yourself around your children and just you know if you don't like yourself that's going to spread you know mm -hmm. into the family i was up in the park the other day and um there was a couple of 
parents and the way they were speaking to their children really wasn't very nice. Um, but that's because that's, I'm pretty sure that's how they speak to themselves. Um, and the children could do nothing right. I mean, everything the children did was wrong, you know. Mm. You know, he kicked the ball the wrong way. He threw the ball the wrong way. He looked at the ball the wrong way. Nothing was right. And, and as a bystander, I'm not criticizing their parenting skills, but I am teach, criticizing their tone and the words they were using, you know, is that they, mm -hmm. what, what they say imprints on the children because it's imprinted in themselves and you have mm -hmm. to be aware of your words inside and outside. Yeah, yeah. So it starts with awareness and then choosing who, who you want to be, how you want to be and respecting yourself enough to make that call. And as you say, the, the healthier you are, not, you don't have to be super fit, but just keeping balance in your life and being healthier will make you happier. It will reduce the stress, the anxiety, any overwhelm you're feeling. It's like medically, you know, your whole body will thank you for it. And you'll have your sleep better. Your energy levels will improve. I know we know all these things, um, but sometimes we need to be reminded um it's also a brain break like i mean especially at the moment and even if you can't get out far and some people in other can countries can't even get out but it doesn't mean you can't skip in your lounge or do jumping jacks as you said or making your own little circuits you know yeah. um it's taking those brain breaks and you also do yoga so um and i know you've got a lot online so tell us a bit about what you can do and if somebody wants to um check you out for all the right reasons <laughs> i know i know i have followed some of your youtube yoga and i have to say i've really enjoyed it um, and even the chair yoga because i find a lot of us um especially working from home now you can be sitting for really long and i found i did the twists um and some of the, the stretches here i am doing it um and it really really it's it's um it's so so good it just yeah. feels so good. And, you'd, and I think we really, really need to make a conscious effort to schedule it into our day and be aware and just do it. And just by just doing it, as Nike says, it will motivate you to do more and your body and your mind will thank you for it. So on that note, tell <laughs> on us that where note. we find you and what you're up to going forward. I know you're busy writing a book. I know you're an amazing role model to women out there. You're a solo <laughs> traveler. You're um, a minefield of inspiration to me. And I'm so grateful to have you in my life. Um, and yeah, such a fabulous role model for women. So tell us a bit more about you in your solo travel, your yoga, your Pilates, your cycling holiday trips, your spa break, which I'm definitely going to get on this year um if they allow us <laughs> and um and you're um you're you're writing a book so you're a really interesting person <laughs> so tell us a bit more while nade i'm going to see if there's any questions on facebook and why don't you tell us all a bit more about you okay grant so so um firstly you can check out my website which is uh sineadekennedy.com um, like Sue said, I teach yoga and Pilates. I'm actually a physical therapist as well. Um, and lately though, in the last few years, I'm, I'm getting more into mental health where my, my main interest lies. And obviously through my own fitness, um, I have managed to keep uh, a bit of a lid on this as well. So that's all been hugely beneficial. 
Um, obviously, with lockdown at the moment, I've brought more of my classes online and you can find them all on my YouTube channel. So if you just put Sinead Kennedy uh, Yoga, you'll find it. Or there's a link on my website, which, as I said, is Sinead E. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. okay, so the E is my middle name, but let's just pretend it stands for excellent. <laughs> <laughs> So SineadEnkennedy.com, but all the links are there to Facebook, to YouTube, etc. Um, I do go solo traveling and I've been to all over the world on my own. And I have some articles in the Irish Independent on that. You'll find all the links to uh, those on my website. Uh, there's radio interviews and TV shows there as well that I've done. So all the links are on my website. Um, but basically, I like I said to you earlier, I'm not married. I don't have children, but I love, love, love traveling. It's it's all I want to do. And, uh, you know, I'm heartbroken. Dublin Airport's closed at the moment. I'm having withdrawal symptoms. They won't let you out. <laughs> so um, I will be one of those people who will travel as soon as they can, you know, or just be like, yeah, whatever. Um, but I, I love traveling. I don't really have anybody to go away with. I do for mini breaks and stuff, but my big annual holiday, I just go somewhere fabulous every Christmas. I just love it. Um, and you know, the reason I go away in December is I actually made a decision, a choice. Um, it's too dark. It's too cold. It's too wet. I just can't be doing with it. So the best thing I can do for myself is get away to the sun. Um, sometimes there's exercise involved, but you know, usually it would just be snorkeling or, um, you know, maybe going for a bit of a walk somewhere, you know, a couple of days hiking, but nothing, nothing crazy. I do all my crazy stuff here. Um, what else is there? I, I love cycling. You're frozen again. Can you hear me? My life as well, you know, because when I came back, I think I would have left. I don't think I would have stayed if I hadn't got into the cycling club. Mm -hmm. and um and then as i said i brought it in as part of my business so i teach yoga for cyclists now and i also run cycling and yoga holidays in spain and my big baby at the moment is my book which is almost finished and i've been busy this last few weeks just emailing publishers and uh, hopefully i'll start hearing back from some of them now as well so the book is called flying solo and it's about how to live your best life on your own. And also throughout the book, there's funny anecdotes, funny stories of things that happened to me on my wild adventures. Great. So. I, I hope you've, you've really spilled the beans in there. <laughs> <laughs> within reason, within reason. <laughs> what goes on tour stays on tour. Yeah, I know. There'll be a few empty chapters that have been uh, censored. Yes, very much. So, yeah, I didn't say I was a nun. I just, you know. Yeah. Well, I just like to say if anybody has any questions in the meantime, they can post them later. Or if they're live, they're on Facebook now, they can post any questions they may have for myself or Nate um, as regards any anything really that we'll, yeah. if we can possibly answer as regards health, well being, fitness, motivation. Um, yeah, I will just check. So far, there's no questions. <laughs> um, but what else would you like to add there? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited about your book. Um, tell you what we have, what we didn't discuss, and actually it's quite an important thing to, to just bring up, is that um, uh, I, I found as well through having my cycling club and through having my bike that um, when life didn't go my way, I had an outlet. So, for instance, um, you know, relationships breaking up, that kind of thing. Mm. It was a much healthier uh, way to get over um, a, a drama in your life. 
than hitting the bottle, hit, hitting the pub, mm-hmm. going on mad shopping sprees. Um, and if that's how you want to deal with it, that's absolutely fine. But for me, I was like, no, you know what? I need to get out on my bike. I need to be up the hills. I need to go to the seaside. Um, I, I just needed to be outdoors. And, it, and you know what? It really helped to keep me sane. And, and I definitely attributed it to, you know, being fit and being healthy is that you're able to cope when life takes a sudden U-turn. Like at the moment, I, I would think my resilience and adaptability is pretty good. You know, I'm not too phased by all of this. I'm not phased by having an injury. I'm not really phased by the COVID, unless of course I got it, that would be different. Mm. But, but I have a, a very clear head on my shoulders and I also have um, the, the internal strength and adaptability to, to deal with crises. Yeah, I agree fully with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have, we're, we have different sports that we are passionate about. But I can equally attest to how running has made me so much more resilient. Um, like that years ago, um, when my marriage didn't work out anymore, if I didn't have running, I, I don't know how I would have coped. It gave me so much self-belief and confidence in myself. And it enabled me to dig deep and um, find that inner strength, as you said, and resilience like you said that today totally stands to me um so it definitely does build resilience um and inner strength that one needs in life absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. so it's a very good point very very good point yeah and you know even silly little things you know like getting a puncture and dealing with the puncture or like that you know tripping or you know, losing your way when you're out for a run, you know, they're all really great life skills, you know, cause you've got to navigate, you've got to deal with the problem there. And then, you know, if I don't fix that puncture, I don't get home, you know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, ring someone? No, just fix the puncture. So, you know, it does, it makes you incredibly self-reliant, self-resilient, independent, but, um, but yeah, it's just, you have a coping mechanism to life. You know, you, you really, you know, the weather you know what are you going to do sit at home and not go for your one because there's a bit of drizzle outside no you're just going to wear maybe a different top you know or just go get wet yeah exactly just go get wet. shower anyway you know <laughs> yeah yeah so stop looking for excuses hey and and know that finding a sport or an exercise that you enjoy and finding your tribe and um just getting out and doing it, not waiting to be motivated. It's not never going to be a that, right time. No, yeah. not listening to that little voice on your shoulder because yeah. that voice won't get you to where you want to be. And you are worth it and you deserve, you know, to feel amazing. And the way you're going to feel amazing is by taking these baby steps that um, it's so worth it's so worth it. Okay. Fit. I agree. Here, here. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything else we? Let's see. Oh, do we have? Um, oh, do you think? Let me see. Okay. Here's a question. Oh, what does the E stand for? Ruth Cook. In your name, what does the E stand for? It's my middle name. E. E for excellent. Sinead <laughs> <laughs> Excellent Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Ruth also asked, do you think the both of you probably had the right qualities within you um, to be the people you are today? If you are, just a moment, why isn't this? If you are 
um, sorry, hold on now. Um, in your genes, so to speak, or the way you were brought up? That's a very good question, Ruth. Yeah, so like I said at the start, we as kids weren't allowed to sit still. Like, you know, we weren't allowed to lie around watching telly. Like we, but we had a farm as well. So we were always out and about running up and down the fields. But, but you know, that could have backfired when I was 18. I could have gone the opposite way and go, mm -hmm. oh, I'm sick of this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do think the more, it's like any addiction. <laughs> You know what, the, the more you do of it, the more you want to do more. Um, I, I couldn't imagine ever just saying tomorrow, right, that's it, I'm quitting fitness. It's, it's never gonna happen. It is part of my genetics now, but it, everything is a learned behavior, I think. I think it is a learned behavior and it's, uh, it's a habit. I agree, and also because, and I'll say mine now, but you also made maybe the, um, as many people do in their 20s, maybe the unhelpful choices or the unhealthy choices. And now you know how that feels compared to how this feels now. So which are you gonna choose? What makes you feel amazing or what doesn't, yeah. you know? So um, yeah, no, I agree. For me, um, let me see. What me, for me, I, I really battled with debilitating anxiety. Um, and at age 34, I through the doctor, I found, discovered that I'm not my thoughts and that all of this was coming from in my head. Um, and so running really enabled me to manage my anxiety in such a more helpful way. Mindfulness and running transformed my life. Um, it enabled me to relieve stress. It gave me headspace so I could see things more clearly. I got to listen to myself talk. So like you said, it's definitely a practice. It definitely not genetic. I wasn't sporty as a child. To be honest, I was struggling too much with anxiety trying to get through every day that I wasn't thinking about joining sports groups or uh, the teams. It was all too much for me. Um, so to be honest, it was, it was something that came my way for me and then it was a choice I made. And I just saw how healthy it was mentally, emotionally, and physically that I made that choice to continue. And equally in my 20s, um, alcohol was like also um, socially what one did. Plus it also helped me to cope. Um, and it was almost like a scapegoat, but it wasn't a healthy choice. And um, so no, for me, it was something that came my way that felt so amazing that I could see just did so much for me that I would never go back to what I was. So it has helped me to manage the anxiety and I feel great. So why would I choose like you to go back to not doing it? No. And, um, and actually, you know what? I, I wasn't the sportiest kid in school either. Um, I, I didn't, I don't especially enjoy team sports. I'm not, I'm not very good at them because um, I'm too competitive in myself. And so, you know, we had to play hockey in our school and I hated hockey. I had no interest in it. Mm. I'm left-handed and we had to play right-handed and it just was a disaster. And, um, but yeah. And then, but then like that, I was in the gym coming and going, but really yeah. like that, it was yeah. probably mid thirties when I got really into 
proper, you know, hardcore exercises, I would call it now, you know, between the marathons and the mm. adventure races and the cycling. So, so yeah, like it's been a, a progression. Yeah. I had my youth and now I'm like, nah, done with that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. I always went to the gym um, and I loved it, but I only started running when I was 40. That's like, that's, yeah. I'll give it all away. That's seven years ago, you know? Yeah. And um, I will never look back. I will never. And what I find is um, I'm always looking for like a race or something to enter or commit to because that gives you the focus. So you have to have the drive and the motivation with an end goal, even if whatever that is. Otherwise you're drifting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So for, I think for both of us in that way, it's been, um, it's been a choice. Um, yes very much so yeah 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 and we can feel um how good it feels so why would you choose anything else but you gotta there's so many modalities out there anyway just choose what makes you happy what you want to do even if it's dancing like i mean like like dancing's awesome i just i just say even dancing because i have no coordination (laughs) but whatever it is just find what you love and do it okay have you frozen Doesn't matter because there's plenty of YouTube dance workouts. No, like you know, I, I have you. There's plenty on YouTube of um, like dance workouts, and and it's funny. I'm after finding them all because because I can't do them. <laughs> I like watching them now. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do this. So I'm saving all these dance workouts that hopefully, um, you know, in two months' time, I'll be able to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to do something different as well, you know, change it up, That's shake it. it up, and. That's it. Yeah. Be open to what's out there and look for different things because that's also I find what makes you feel alive is what else can I do? Do you know what I'm going to do actually is I've always wanted to learn Irish dancing. My sister got to learn when we were younger, but I have no coordination. So that's why I didn't think I got to go, but I'm learning. Okay. I haven't started yet, but it's on my list in the next few weeks is to learn an Irish dance. Oh, wow. Okay. And I will prove it to you. So that's, you know, so be open to anything because you yeah. might find that you love it. Um, you know, I never thought I would have enjoyed running. I never even thought about it. Yeah, me so neither. Be, be open, never. be open and try new things. That's, it makes you feel alive and, you know, life's too short not to. I agree. That's yeah. it. Okay. Also, thank you for sharing this time with me. It's been that's really great. great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. That's brilliant. Yeah. So maybe we'll get to chat again soon and we can have a catch up and I will put a link for your website and any other ways that people can get hold of you and uh, as we await your book and um, I will put that in the the comments or in the links under the video and what else? That's okay. I wish you the best luck, a speedy recovery. And we'll come back and see how you're doing. And hopefully I'll get to join you on that yoga spa break in October. Oh, yeah, well, fingers crossed we get to go. Yeah, yeah and actually, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link as well and you can pop it down below if you want to. Yeah, yeah so it's of in October. Of course, of course. So we can book Thanks before so. it gets sold out. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. And I'll bye. see you soon. See you soon. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.